0: Hey, Cam.
1: Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude,
0: all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way.
1: Well, now our audience has someone to call. I need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock, options. From top to bottom We always talk about looking the part in motorsports Traveling up and down the road and at the track Now you can look the part With LB Trailer Sales Go to online to lbtrailers.com Or stop by Facebook At LB Trailer Sales You have a friend in the trailer business And make sure to tell them that racers and rental cars Let's put it up for the,
0: Hit the racers and rental cars podcast board. With your hosts Top fuel cam, Cameron Ferret, and his co host, Mr. Hard. Top Sportsman, hard. Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore you. Yeah. Put it up for the warriors. Thank you for downloading today's episode of the Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. Brought to you in part by MotionRaceWorks.com. Stop by Motion Raceworks for all your high performance needs. If you need to go fast, visit MotionRaceworks.com today.
1: What is going on? Hello. Dude, how cool is this?
0: You getting to play with new electronic toys and technology is kind of scary to be honest.
1: Brother, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the rest of the world's gonna think about this. Um but nonetheless, we're going to give this a go. I guess you could say that we are we may be a little late to the party when it comes to what everybody seems to be doing in the podcast social media world. However, uh, if you're going to be late, be fashionably late and do it with a bang. So here we are.
0: I'm, I'm just over here trying to figure out how to still share this sucker.
1: Well, it's going live from Racers and Rental Cars. So I'm getting ready to share it from that page as well, which is actually on my page. And hopefully all of our lovely friends that are out there, uh, or haters, if they're going to hate on us too, about how bad we're going to do on this on this shindig. It's um, fine. Yeah. I get hated on a lot. So it's all good. Dude, I, I mean... I don't think if I wasn't hated on, I'm not sure I'd have anybody who would actually interact with me. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of just kind of going with it here uh, from that standpoint. But uh, no, Uh, it looks like we're uh, live. We got a little bit of a of a slow delay going on. Uh, by what it looks like on my Facebook. I don't know what everybody else's is looking like. There we are. I got you. Everybody's up in here. We got comments galore coming in. So at least that's working. Oh boy. Yep. So all five people. <laughs> welcome, everyone. Well, welcome. You and you and you and you. It's kind of like
0: Steve. Welcome, Steve in the back. Yeah, Steve in the back.
1: Hey, it's... It's like 8 a.m. at Indy for the U.S. Nationals. First round of stock qualifying. And there is four people in the grandstands at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. So how's everybody doing in their quarantine world? Dude, I I don't know what it's like. uh, And it's probably bad of me. Like ignorant of me to not be paying attention to what's going on east of the Miss or west of the Mississippi, to see what race tracks are doing what and what states and how city and state governments are mandating certain areas. I know that I, I read today that Ozark Raceway Park actually went to bat and tried to commission the city and the county to be able to actually open to. Uh, be able to test, they were going to... They should have
0: just hit up Marty Bird. Hit up who? Marty Bird.
1: Who's it's Marty the Bird? Ozarks.
0: Oh, come on. You have been. You mean to tell me <laughs> that you have been home for how many weeks and you don't know who Marty Bird is? Do you watch Netflix? I found the end of Netflix. Uh,
1: okay. But... I, I got energy. You never... Hold on. Hold on. First off, okay, most people... What, I mean... It's our first time doing this on Facebook. Most people I know. Might so now not, they
0: get to see how many eye rolls that you're gonna get in one episode. Yeah,
1: you're yeah, and they're gonna see how many times that never makes it in the audio track that I'm gonna be going over here, just giving you the visual, right? The little nudge. All <laughs> right. Okay, right now I'm currently staying in my owner's motorhome in my driveway. Okay. So first off. They've got an awesome TV screen. Second off, it's got a satellite dish. Third off, there is no freaking Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, n- none of that. Okay? It's in a motorhome. All right? So, I'm grateful. Sorry about your luck. So, well, Don't be sorry. I'm happy. I got a place to stay. Okay? I- I'm cool with that. But don't I be busting my to- chops about no, Netflix. I
0: hate it. I find it hard to believe that JB's badass motorhome does not have any sort of Netflix or Hulu in it.
1: It doesn't. Now, if I want to get like a little itty bitty iPad and curl up and have a pug's butt in my face while I try to watch it on an iPad, then I probably could pull it off. However, that would be neglecting my wife. and That's just not fair to her to be watching Netflix or Hulu without her. Okay? Alright, we're already losing the rails off this, so it's time to
0: start drinking. Dude, it's five oh seven,
1: It is the same thing all the time, okay? So, don't bust my chops about Marty Burt. And so, since we're going to go with the Netflix thing, who's the Tiger King guy?
0: I'm Joe Exotic. Oh, we're just going to end this now. Like, the whole thing. You First, you don't know who Marty Burt is. Now, you don't know who the Tiger King is? You should ask Chase Freeman about it. Apparently, he's
1: sponsored by him. <laughs> Which I'm sorry. I mean, some of that stuff for the elite guys is pretty awesome. Uh, kind of that was that. rad. I don't know. Did you see Courtney's uh, live stream where they actually went to the zoo? Yes, I did. I caught. I awesome. caught parts of the, parts of that. Yes. No. Yes. I, okay. First off, I'm not watching Marty Bird. Second off, I don't give two rips about Tiger King. I'm Joe or Tiger Queen, or whoever's killed this wife that allegedly got killed, or what? Any of these memes that I'm seeing. It I, I I mean I'm from North Carolina. We, you know, at one time we were pretty low in the education department. I feel like if you're watching this stuff, it's just like continuing to kill brain cells. I I'm just I'm going hey, out we there.
0: we got we we got a lot of cool cats and kittens on the on the live feed right now. So um, yeah, you should just watch it just so you don't you're just modern society isn't going to blow right by
1: you, dude. Okay, all right here. So, are you watching the Tiger King or the Kardashians?
0: <coughs> Tiger Queen, never heard of
1: her. Is <laughs> <laughs> that damn bitch?
0: Carol Baskin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the SEC, first fine of the night. All right. Hey, let's let's just jump right on in. Uh, we, we just let everybody know in the social media world, uh, right before we went on air, that we were going to have Tyler no in. And I'm just going to, I'm, I'm trying to do right by Tyler, right? Because I, I just, I, the, the kid has got a great story. He's picked up, moved, left family, and bounced around all over the country. Um, Probably has more frequent flyer miles at pilot truck stops than than most other people of his age. How you doing, my friend?
0: Hanging in there, guys. What about y'all?
1: Oh, well, you know, we're trying to... Uh, get along here Uh, everything's kind of working in working out but we are uh making it slowly but surely if you know what i mean
0: all that matters as long as you're making forward progress
1: We're, we're trying what how is uh how's life treating you up there in the big old city
0: oh man it's coming around it um I'm starting to get used to the East Coast life. The hardest part for me was the um was the time change. I was always a central central time guy. Now I'm the eastern town eastern time guy. So I mean it's it's a different change for me as far as the hours of the day and the way businesses are open on the East Coast are open when I'm up and then stuff what's on the west coast when Cameron's Cameron's waking up, I'm making a phone call to somebody on California and they're like, Yeah, I'm still in the bed, shut up <laughs> It's all right. Don does it to me on the daily. So,
1: look, oh, I don't understand why the country cannot have one time zone. I just <laughs> don't understand. I figure this: it's the military way. If I'm awake, you should be awake too. Let's get after it. All
0: hey, right. nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to argue the statement, but I can tell you it gets me in trouble more times than it does does positives.
1: Well, you know, you can never be. Uh, too careful when you're calling people. Sometimes, if I try to wake Cam up, I get the "hello." You know, it sounds like he's crawling out of a, ben- a bender uh, for <laughs> the night. So I, you just... Never, you guess
0: Tiger King is pretty wild. All right, take
1: it easy. Bar. Can't even go to a bar right now. Look, yeah,
0: so I bring the bar oh, to the garage. Gosh.
1: Well, let us see. I I it's a big night for us, uh, and and Tyler, you sent a picture earlier, and was kind of wondering. To know if it was okay to drink, and Cam's already cracked his open. Uh, you, I know you don't Clearly. have. Uh, I know you don't have Kool Aid over there in the cup. So uh, I don't. I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel left out on our celebration night here on uh, Racers and Rental Cars. So this is actually a first, uh, I believe. It's been a long time since. Oh, that sounded really good, right there, didn't it? <laughs> that, that was. And I'm actually drinking Kool Aid. This is just an NGK um, right there, just a logo. And I got a Kool-Aid. And now my wife's making faces. So neither of you have a peanut gallery. I actually have a peanut gallery while we're recording this.
0: Well, usually, as everybody knows, it listens to the show when they download it. My peanut gallery, it's 5 o'clock right now. So uh, Jet Boy he is uh, currently eating dinner. And I'm sure you'll hear a knock on the door here in a few minutes when he says, done, done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man well hey Tyler once again thanks for coming on being one of our first guests on us doing it this uh, our podcast this way we're hoping that this is gonna kind of take off uh, but what we're gonna do real quick uh we're gonna open up the Facebook comments and we're gonna take 15 minutes and we are going to field comments from our watchers out in social media land if anybody out there has any questions or comments for Tyler Uh, fire them off down there in the in the box and we will get them rolling but uh i'm gonna actually uh, start off with one how much gray hair have you gained in the last six weeks and how much less hair or how much hair has tommy lost
0: i'm gonna say tommy's done better than i have um that's been the good side of the the whole thing. Uh, Franklin Electric's been able to stay open, and, and Smart Home Home Technology. So, so both of those companies are still rolling, and um, so they're they're solid up there as far as um, the everyday workings of the Franklin household. Um, as the Virginia Motorsports Park and PDRA, um, yeah, I have racked up some gray hair. I'm scared to go get my haircut because I'm afraid it's all going to be gray underneath this mop that I've got right now. Um, But it's going to be a a tough ride for us. I mean, we announced today that at Virginia Motorsports Park, we've canceled all of our April events. Mm. So we're going to take it one month at a time. Um, Our governor put out a deal from a stay-at-home warning from now until June the 10th. But we're hoping that the the June date becomes a kind of just a suggestion that we, oops, we messed up on. Um, So we're going to take it one month at a time, just kind of see how things go. But... It's, uh, it's definitely a very hard and trying time for us uh, right now in the racetrack world. That sucks. Well, but I guess we kind of skipped over this part. I mean, obviously, Don and I know how famous you are, but uh, if you want to do your 30-second uh, elevator pitch that Don likes to call it. So, what is your name and what do you do here? <laughs> Tyler Crossman, uh, Vice President of Virginia Motorsports Park and Series Director of the PDRA Racing Series.
1: Nice. Well, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Did, your your title used to be a lot longer than that. I, I mean, I remember one time talking to you. I asked you how things are going. This was a few years back, and you're like, "Well, it depends on what day of the week it is. Whether I'm prepping a racetrack, promoting a race, uh, selling selling track equipment, consulting. I, I mean, so you just kind of you're down to two now, just two.
0: Down to two. Yeah, I, I gave up on the uh, on the traveling gig for the. I moved to Virginia um, December of 2018, so I took over that position last year, and then this is my second year in Virginia. But nice. I gave up on the traveling gig too, at least until June 5th. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for the last five years before then, I traveled to, traveled the globe. Actually, um, did traction consulting, uh, worked for the PdRA the last year of that. And then that elevated into the role that I'm in now for for PDRA. Um, but before then, yes, i I worked with Kurt Johnson at Total Venue Concepts, helped with his uh equipment sales, then did my own traction consulting with Dream Team Motorsports Consulting. Uh we would go to racetracks all across the world. I've been to Australia twice. Uh Brazil Is it not rad down there? Or? Oh, dude, I'd go back tomorrow. Oh, I know. I would I'm, go back I'm, tomorrow. I keep telling my buddy Phil to to field that second car so I can go and play with those boys again if they ever get to race again. It's so awesome down there. Uh, is, hello, hello to my Australian family if they are listening. I don't. I, they should be awake right now.
1: They, tip, they typically are.
0: Yeah. That that trip right there, uh, I got to make it once. Um, then I went back with a friend of mine. Uh, Daniel Ferris went and drove a car for a guy the second time. But, um, man, that was a... That trip, I, I'll never forget going over there. And then um, I went to Brazil for Sydney Frigo. Um, three years ago and, and went down and helped um, line out their traction stuff, their timing system, all that for their racetrack that oddly enough, has to go through the government to get opened. Um, it's been an eight year process and they're just now getting the paperwork to get s- almost done. So hopefully within the next 12 months, Sydney will be able to open his own racetrack in Brazil. And then the last overseas trip was Malta, uh, which is a small Island in the Mediterranean right outside of Italy. And that was a pretty crazy trip. Uh, new bunch took over a racetrack there and um, they didn't really know what they had. Got there and the concrete was like 35 or 40 years old. Uh, Concrete fell apart. And um, basically, I told them I'm going to get back on the plane. Um, I'll send you a how-to notebook. (laughs) And when you get new concrete, call me. I'll make sure it gets in the mail. And um, they put down new concrete, I think, the next week. Um, four weeks later, they had a top fuel FIA deal, um, over in Europe. They all went down there and, um, they set the, the top fuel record at Malta's racetrack like four weeks later. So it was pretty crazy. Like the whole timetable of that. Um, the funniest, funniest part of that story being in Malta was I was just like, all right, well, I'm on a different planet. It seems like a different planet, at least everywhere you looked, there was water. Um, I was far out of my element. And then, um, I was sitting there and I'm just like, man, this is crazy. I just had to tell a guy that flew me halfway across the world that your racetracks of POS and you got to dig it up and start over. And, um, I'm, I'm like fearful for my life. I'm like, I don't know anybody. I'm over here by myself. I'm a little skinny white kid from Tennessee. This is not cool. And, um, so I, I'm not getting, I picked my phone up. I was, I actually text Tommy and said, um, Hey man, I'm ready to come off the road. I'm ready to move to Virginia and do this deal. And that was when the whole deal started. Was I was actually overseas and jumped on a plane, came home, went straight to South Georgia to to Donna Long's uh, No Mercy Race and helped Daniel. Uh, I think we got runner up or semis in his Lexus at LDR. But um, that next week, I drove. I left SGMP, drove straight to Richmond, dropped my rental car off, went straight to Tommy's house, and we figured everything out. And that was when the deal was done. Now we're here. Now we're here. Well, sitting in a house. Ha- With all kind of stuff going on.
1: Tyler, I mean, you kind of brushed over everything there, but I mean, I made a list earlier of everything that I could remember you doing. And this is the list that I came up with. You used to race. You actually have a race car. I don't know if you consider yourself a racer anymore. About about that much. (laughs) You definitely track prep. You did your own promotions. For your own event, yeah, you just you just drop the you're you're a pretty good crew guy on, on <laughs> some pretty fast stuff. You're now a race director, and now you're a racetrack manager. Did I did I leave anything out in there? I mean, have you ever? Are you an EMT? Have you ever worked the ambulance at the race? <laughs> no, uh, I,
0: no. The two things I've never done at the racetrack were the EMT and flipping hamburgers. I could flip hamburgers better than I could give CPR. So we're gonna get that out there right now. Uh, we we've always got this running joke of whatever I'm working at the racetrack, everybody's like, so so you know who do we go to if there's a medical emergency or something like that? Like if you can't handle it, bring me the paperwork. Don't bring me the situation. I don't want to see the drive shaft through the arm. And no, nah, I'm good. But the the whole thing's like the running joke of whenever they call on the radio during a crash or fire or anything that happens, Tyler, you need to get down here. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, yeah, this is not good. We got a situation. Pass. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. yeah Pass. Uh, Then it's usually a situation with me if they don't have it all handled by the time I get there.
1: Well, nice. so we just had uh, someone chime in and ask, "What uh, other than drag racing? What else does VMP have going for the motorsports community?" Cold beer.
0: Oh, yeah, we do have cold beer. Um, the the craziest part is everybody's kind of like everybody sees VMP as a drag strip. Um, of course when Tommy took over and laid the new concrete down and then the national event came back in 2018, um, that kind of really put VMP back on the map. Really kind of opened my eyes to, to moving here. We had talked about it long before um, I pulled the trigger, but there were a number of times that I was just kind of like, oh, it's just a drag strip. You know, I, I'd never been to Virginia or anything like that. Well, the first time I came, uh, Tommy goes, hey, get in the truck. So we drove around. Well, Turns out it's uh, open parking lot that we use for autocross and drifting. Um, in the back corner, as we call it, there is a full-on truck tractor pull arena. There we do mud bogs, there truck tractor pulls, monster truck shows, um, anything along those lines. We do amongst that. Is Isn't it crazy how big tractor pulling is? Oh my! By gosh. the way, mud bogs gnarly area are insane. And we've got two uh, mud bogs this year back there. We actually were back there today. Uh, We're doing a new expansion on that part of the facility. And it's just like it it blows my mind how when you start diving off into other parts of motorsports, how in depth it really is. And then on top of all that, we have a full uh, motocross track that is on property as well. Uh, We use it once or twice a year right now. Um, Like to really build that up. That's a spot where I don't know anything about it. And I'm just like, man, that's something I can learn and get better at. And then uh, to top it all off, we have a BMX track as well. So at any time, usually we can be moving at least five days a week when we're in solid working condition. And we've done numerous events where, uh, like last season, we had the XDA motorcycle series with Jason Miller's bike series. We had um, 625 entries on the drag strip and had 200 entries at the motocross track all going at one time on a weekend. Um, so we'll, we have a very strong team here. I, I can't, I have to say that it, it, the camera's not big enough. I should have my whole team behind me. Um, they really right. make it look good. And, and, it's definitely a rad facility. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. But just knowing that Oh hey, look! If you can't be open on the drag strip, hey, you can go ride a pedal bike in the back, or you can jump on a motocross bike and go jump over the. I have to bring my BMX bike next. Yes, sir. Uh, Hell Uh, yeah! After eating major shit at the jumps the other day with my kid, you know, I maybe my bruises and road rash will be gone by then. Yeah, you'll be gone by then. Yeah, sadly we don't get to do that this year.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, Tyler, so let's uh, let's talk about that. How has it been for? You as the track manager, and and of course, obviously uh, Tommy and and Judy and the family. How many employees did you have to start the year out with?
0: Uh, we started the year with I want to say ten to twelve full time people, um, and then of course our weekend crew will rack up. I mean, I think if you count everybody that we have like through our payroll system, I think we have one hundred forty five or one hundred fifty. Um, If I remember right now, some of those will work one week in a year, one, two weekends a year, but uh, through our payroll system, I think we're around that number. Um, Solid employees that work every weekend, we're around 20 to 25. And that's on top of the 12 full-time that we started the year with. Now we're down to down to about six full-time people um, right now. And, And one of those is kind of back and forth through this whole pandemic. So it's, um, it's insane as far as how many people it takes to make a program like this run. And as we get bigger with the motocross side, the the truck tractor pool side, all that, I think that will that will also endure another employee um, just to handle that part. Uh, I mean, just the the stuff that I've learned already is you know the dirt is just as important as the concrete and the asphalt that we have on the drag ship. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, make friends with your water truck guy. Yes, exactly. We actually have one. That's funny. We were actually looking at it today. It's an old water truck that they had, hasn't run in years. And I'm like, ah, perfect. It's got a Cummins in it. We can fix that. There <laughs> you go.
1: Tyler, just got a question uh, as a track prep guy. In reference... Swap that thing on. Yeah, put that hat on. Uh, from the NHRA side of the track, what, uh, what racetrack would you like to prep for the NHRA to truly let some records fall? And how much E.T. do you feel like is really being given up by the – Oh, I think, wait a minute, hold on. Are we still at sixty forty? Is that where we're at, or are we at 70-30? I, I think we're – what are we at, Sixty forty
0: now?
1: That's what I, I, thought, thought, so. I, I
0: thought. If I remember, it. I think that – it's either 65-35 or 60-40. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, so what, what what would be the track you would like to go in and say, guys, you guys are screwing this up. Let me, sh- let, let, let me show you how to light the scoreboard up.
0: I would love to get my hands on VMP. And mid to early or mid to late April, sun's down, lights are on. Uh, This place is 100 100 foot above sea level at at most times, so I mean DA numbers would be on point. Um, I would love to turn loose on it. I I did some testing on Monday after our national last year, which was crazy because that was my first ever national event. Um, I'd never been around it on the operation side or anything like that. Uh, so I really took some notes as far as the track prep goes because I knew we had some that were staying over. Um, first thing I did, I'm like, "Oh great, these guys just went down the racetracks. 140 degree track temp, and they're rolling down the racetrack." We were rolling there on Monday. We had prime conditions. It was only like 120 on their racetrack compared to 140 the day before. And I'm like, "Yep, don't screw this one up. This could be good." <laughs> You've got this whole big resume of people always saying, well, "That's the track prep guy," and then you can't get, send three nitro cars down the racetrack. But um, and ended up had a had a great test. Um, Jack Beckman, Bob Tasca, and Leah stayed in the top fuel car, and all three uh, blasted right down the racetrack made their best runs of the weekend on Monday. Um, really, just kind of made me feel like okay, you're not an idiot. You you know you can you can make top fuel cars and funny cars go down, which was that was my first experience with it. Um, but can you make it, a super comp car go down the track after the jet cars at 10:30? Oh <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. And <laughs> run a flat drag over that thing. Send it. We're good. <laughs> But I agree. I I mean, I would love to get Virginia uh, mid to late April lights down. You know, you're probably looking at 500 feet D.A. um, Go out and really tighten that thing up in the middle of the racetrack. But I'll be honest on the top end for the fuel cars. I mean, I feel like you're going to chunk tires. Um, Not that we did in Monday testing, but I could tell if you really turn loose on them, you you can chunk tires and tear up tires pretty bad, Um, which at the same time, you're going to end up costing the team more money. So I understand the parts of it. But I will say I think the first 660 could probably get pretty gangster and, and let those boys turn loose. And I, I think it could be fast. I'm not going to lie. I think there's some E.T. giving up. I'd love to get my hands on one.
1: Well, awesome. wait, wait, hold on. Don't see. You started talking about fuel cars and Cam's freaking smile got about as big and goofy <laughs> as that freaking hat he's wearing. Let's talk or, about door cars. I don't. I don't understand why. Why everybody? does. this is
0: a motorsports show. <laughs> That's all motorsports. Come on,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, all motorsports. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> to my uh, to my help here. I mean, I'm catering to my man over here. I know. I know yeah, exactly.
1: I know. You're, you're killing me here. What? Let's let's talk about let's talk about this the Orlando because I know you got a relationship with Wade Rich and those guys. Yep. You've you've you guys got a history. Were you surprised at the numbers? Not a bit. Were, were lit up. Not mu- a bit. How much of that we want to go with With a little bit of track prep? I,
0: I will say Wade and them did a killer job at that event. Um, the air was insane good. Uh, I mean, and I'm not going to say that was the reason for it, but I think that goes to show that with a better racetrack, you can see big numbers out of Pro Mod cars that are in trim, big numbers out of pro stock cars, which everybody thought were maxed out. Um, I'm not going to say the air didn't play a huge factor into the NA cars. I mean, everybody knows a naturally aspirated car. Get it in some good air, it's going to run. But at the same time, the racetrack was freaking gangster. You could tell it on the live feed. You could see it from the teams that we all talk to. Um, I mean, we see it in, in testing. A lot of times we have, we have a number of pro-wide teams that come test with us. And they'll always come up and say, "Make the racetrack as good as you can get it." And I'm like, "You're not gonna race on that." I, like, I, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, that makes sense, but it doesn't. But okay, whatever. And um, I mean, they leave leave our place and go right down the right down Broadway at an NHRA track. And the longer I stayed around it, and then once I saw the national happen at our facility, I started to understand that the racetrack's way better on the starting line and the, for the first 300 foot than you really think it is because of the traffic that those those races have um the nitro cars put down so much rubber and make the the rubber base so good that for pro mod cars it actually you have to cheat it in testing because you don't have that traffic you have you have to go out there and basically cheat it with glue roll it back off with a rotator and then it kind of simulates the same te- the same surface that they get but the the race at orlando was great um hats off to west richard freeman all that whole bunch that put that event on um, I know when that deal started, uh, Wes and I are pretty good friends and he called and said they were going to throw it together. And the first thing I told him was, uh, yeah, buddy, that's, that's good and all, but you don't have a lot of time. Uh, I mean, that's a huge undertaking in the time player period that you're wanting to do it. And, um, all the partners that jumped onto that event, I, I applaud them because that was a great, great event for pro stock and pro mod to be at the forefront and uh, Orlando Speed World crew did a great job of getting the event in and even doing it under some tough conditions for the state of Florida. Did you see uh, this question here? This is a good one. Brad Littlefield just asked a track prep question. What do you think of the surfaces at Topeka and Brainerd always being better than they should be at X temperature being attributed to brushed finishes on the track? Is there anything to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people try to get these racetracks like smooth as glass and, you know, the texture smooth and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be honest, a smooth racetrack is great as long as it doesn't have any bumps. Um, that's my definition of smooth. Um, some people think smooth is the texture. They want it like a bowling alley. Um, the broomed finishes, brushed finish on a racetrack that, that Brad's speaking of, um, it actually holds onto the rubber better. You'll, you can go out and spray it, drag through it, and, and the rubber gets very, very tight and adheres to the concrete better. Basically, forming teeth underneath the rubber, and the brush finish is very, very good with that to to retain the rubber and the glue that's there holds it down on the racetrack better, and which you which you'll see better racing surfaces for the temperature because the concrete itself has more grab than a than a smooth surface does. We actually just finished this pro, this process at Virginia um, couldn't do a broom finish, but we actually went back in with grinders and, and roughed up our concrete, so to speak. To create more more teeth on it for that same exact same exact issue that brad was talking about very cool mario has a question here that says big question uh we all love fuel cars radial versus the world no prep and as a racer and i guess this is for all of us as a racer and opinion what about import racers they're mostly the next generation it's getting bigger than we all realize um, I guess I'll start with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, all racing to me, all racing is cool. I mean, maybe I I love nitro cars as being my favorite, but I mean, I everybody knows that I teach college, so all my students they're super into imports. Like the 240 world is just going gangbusters, and I always give them a bunch of grief and stuff. But at, at the end of the day, like they're into cars and. Regardless of whether it's an import, a dragster, a door car, like whatever, we just need people in the sport, and it's actually growing quite, quite large. And you know, I, I'm a fan of it all. So, Don
1: Tyler, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a marketing person, and that wherever, wherever the customer base is going to go, and where they're going to come from to get them to a racetrack and get them to a drag strip, you got to be all in. I mean, it, whether it's You know, whether it's motorcycles or imports or all Ford shows, Mopar shows, whatever the case is, you've got to do it. Because if not just the the pure segment of motorsports in the world of drag racing will slowly start to die off. well, look
0: what's happening right now. Like we nobody can race. So everybody's everybody's freaking out. So, I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, obviously, we all kind of run in the same circle that whoever's watching or listening to the show But at the end of the day, like we all just want to race. So support, whether you have an import car, a Mustang, a dragster, whatever, go to your racetrack and on a Thursday night and go break that car. Exactly. Then when you break it, you keep the companies involved. Absolutely. They're spending sponsorships to keep the racetracks open. So, I mean, it's a a big revolving circle and, and we all have to have to keep that in mind whenever we're moving forward in which... We're blessed that we're an hour and a half, two hours away from Maryland. Um, they hold the biggest import race in the country, uh, Jason Miller's World Cup World Finals. Um, that event is crazy. I haven't got to go in person yet, but I watched the live feed, and you'll see twenty to twenty-five thousand people um, crammed into Maryland on a Sunday afternoon. And I'm like, yeah, we used to sponsor that one a lot, and uh, oh, it's crazy. And yeah, they would just the reports were just say oh, it's just the same. That went up there, and they're like. I mean, yeah, it's cool. Like people are in the, in the, in the grandstands are all jammed up, but they went out and made a huge run and actually set the, the quarter mile radio record with Ken Cartuccio's car. And they said the most exciting thing in the whole, the whole trip there, they jumped on the golf cart and went down the little chase road right in front of the grandstands. And they said, every person was clapping, cheering. He said, half of you couldn't tell what they were saying because they were Puerto Rican <laughs> or somewhere, <laughs> some, or some other nationality, but he said, man, you could see the excitement. That was what really made that event. And I've talked to Jason about it numerous times. And it's it's very impressive to me um, as another promoter, as a racetrack operations manager now, to see that many people and to see that many people on a Sunday. Uh, I know, I know we, we fought that with our NHRA race last year. We fight that every bracket race we have. It's lighter on Sunday than it is on Saturday. There's no question about it. And to see that many people. On a Sunday, being a racetrack, and it's just like, man, I, I miss those days. I, I can remember the old Super Chevy radio ad, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I can remember that was the day you went. Well, now it's like I'd rather go on Saturday because I got <laughs> <laughs> to get more qualified. Yeah, I want to see who qualifies, and so and, and it's it's crazy. But I've heard people say that they're like, I'd rather watch qualifying than I would eliminations because you get to see everybody and everybody makes a run or you know your favorite doesn't get decked out first round or whatever, but you get to see them carry on through the day, but I, I'm still a Sunday championship eliminations guy, uh, but I'm a diehard. I understand. I want to see who wins Right. the casual fan. I think they just want to watch them go down the racetrack. Yeah. Okay. So we've, we've talked about racetracks. We've talked about all this stuff. And obviously now everybody wants to know the good shit, which would be um, the show is called racers and rental cars. So um, I want to know your best rental car story. Oh gosh. Whew, I got a couple of those. Um, probably my most awkward one was Australia. Um, got off the plane. The the two guys that I was there working for, Scott Harker and Justin Simpson, they they were there to pick me up, and um, we rolled out. They're like, "Hey, guy, here, mate, you you can drive through the keys." I'm like, "Oh, cool!" I jumped in the driver's seat, which is the passenger seat over there, and was freaked out, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh." Steering wheels over there. Like, that's not fun. That was, that one was pretty crazy for me just because I forgot that, Hey, it's right hand drive over there, man. Best rental car story. Um, I can remember being probably 20 or 21 years old, uh, Daniel and I were out racing and, um, buddy of ours was out and just, he flew in and he was the, he was the guy. He was the the fun dude that you never could tell what he was going to do. And, um, Rails off and just does this humongous burnout right in front of the racetrack. Cause in St. Louis, I'm what Chris Blair. I didn't. I had no part in this. <laughs> and <laughs> this huge burnout right in front of the racetrack. And um, I guess he forgot the guard shack was at the end before you can pull out onto the highway. And um, the old guard rolls out the door and he said, "Oh boy, what am I gonna do now?" Guy rolls down. or Our buddy rolls down the window and says, "Man, sorry. Um, I didn't know anybody was out here." And the guy looked out toward the road, looked back toward the racetrack, and he said, "That was a good one, son," and told him to go home. <laughs> I was just like, hmm, "Here we go. We're never going." And the worst part was, we're leaving the racetrack. This was on Friday night; races on Saturday. We're leaving as number one qualifier in the white Mustang that we we were campaigned for so long. And I'm like, "Great. We're number one qualifier. We're finally doing good in this thing." And you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, you'd been good. You can get back in.
0: No yeah, way he was like man that was impressive. I'm like well, I hope he's not there in the morning.
1: Thank you for downloading today's episode of Racers and Rental Cars podcast brought to you by motionraceworks.com. Stop by motionraceworks.com for all of your high performance needs. If you need to go fast, motionraceworks.com. Hey cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race?
0: Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way.
1: Well, now our audience has someone to call. I need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business. And make sure to tell them that racers and rental cars sent you. Tyler, let's talk about a little little thing of this uh, epidemic that we're all involved with. What's been some of the most unique brainstorming conversations that you're having to have with sponsors and internally with your executive team on how you guys are going to move forward. NHRA announced the um, refurbished um, um, optimistic division schedule today.
0: Tentative being the key word. Tentative. Tentative. Yeah.
1: Um, with, you know, last week we had the, announcement of the NHRA national event schedule, which I know you and your team were uh, crushed by not being able to have a national event back there after having one last year and doing so well. Uh,
0: yeah, that sucks.
1: But So so what, what's been some of the – I know you had to have some sort of positive come out of this. You got to find glass half full versus glass half empty. But what have you guys been talking about?
0: Yeah. Um, and and like you said, it it was a, it was a big blow to lose the national event. Um, I I mean, it was funny because last year was my very first one and I'm like, all right, this is my first opportunity to really learn how to do this. Um, take notes from the people that were good at this, have done this for so many years. And after one, I was like, I left with a phone full of notes and I'm like, man, this is going to be all right. I mean, we're, you know, now I know what to expect. You know, I, you know, you're, you may be light at eight o'clock, but at nine thirty, it's, you better be ready to roll or whatever. Um, I was really, really looking forward to it and to, to lose the event. I, I hate it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but I also understand NHRA side of it. Um, I know there's corporate sponsors involved with certain events. Ours for, for some sad reason, doesn't have it. By the way, we're looking for sponsors. If anybody wants to be a national event title sponsor, 2021, we'll be back. Oh, <laughs> but, um, at the same time, I understand their whole deal. Uh, we Sadly, we didn't have a title sponsor for this season. Um, but there were other events that were going to be canceled that had corporate money involved. And I understand that you have to take care of that partner. Um, that money's probably already allocated and already into a budget yeah. at one of those racetracks. And and I understand that comes first. I, I completely get it. We all understood here in Virginia. Um, like I told somebody, they asked me the other day, they were like, hey, how do you? You know, how do you go forward with this? I mean, what's, what's your, how do, you, how do you even continue your year at, from losing the national? I said, that's completely fine. You just add to their notebook and you just make it really badass in 2021. So that way they go, dang, why don't we take that race off the schedule? And and that's the way we've really taken it. Um, the downtime has actually been kind of crazy. Um, we Like I said, we've, we've done our concrete project, um, got some more teeth on the racetrack to, to better our weekly events. Uh, make those tests and tunes where somebody wants radio prep makes it killer to where we can go out there and throw a bunch of glue down and let them fly um, be able to do projects like that uh, we've had an a old water trailer that's been in the back for probably ever since I've been here so I mean, it's been at least two years um, non-functional nothing worked blah 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 um, we've had time to get that into the shop, work on that, get that functional. Um, now that takes away a, a rented water truck for for events to keep the dust down on the dirt road or to to water the track. It. And, and now we're just taking that and going, all right, look, that's $1,500 less of a rental payment that you have to make on three events or four events or however many times. And you spent 150 bucks and 12 hours of manpower to fix this trailer. Now you're good. Um, we've done that with a couple pieces of equipment. Cleaned up, really trying to make our facility clean again. Um, updating numerous things that we can update, but also at the same time watching our payroll, uh, making sure the grass is cut, make sure all our all our bills are paid, and everything like that. Um, it's definitely been a hard time. Uh, I'll I, I've I, I will be the first one to say this is this whole thing's completely new for me. Um, but I have to I have to have a, a thank you moment to uh, to Bill Bader. Um, he's reached out to me probably every day since this has happened and has really kind of been a mentor to me um, as well as Tommy and Judy um, with their businesses. They know the business side of it very well. Um, I've learned more about a business in the last six months than I have in 27 years of life that, that I've had. Um, it's just been insane. But, but I want to thank Bill Bader for, for taking the time out of his day. I know he's as busy as anybody. Um, but he'll, he usually texts me or call me once a day, just, Hey, you need anything? How are you doing? Got any questions, anything like that? So, so Bill's been great. Um, Larry Crisp and the Chris boys at Vandermeer have been just the same as well. Um, as far as just checking in with us, making sure there's anything that they could do. I mean, questions that I've had. So for those two guys to do what they've done for me personally has just been a huge help and to, to battle this and go forward and be better.
1: Well, I know Bill Bader did an interview, uh, Bobby Bennett put it out today on Competition Plus, and you could feel the emotions in the words. If you've been around Bill Bader for more than 10 minutes, you, you could hear his voice while you read the words, and you could hear him choking, if you will, to hold back those emotions because of what they're going through, uh, Ohio right now kind of. I, I don't want to say they're the tip of the spear, but they they acted really swiftly uh, in in everything across the country with, with their guidelines and recommendations and so forth. Uh, and for them to lose, um, you know, two months worth of racing the the Cavalcade of Stars, uh, the divisional event for them. I, I mean, that's uh, that's a lot in that little area uh, because that that little town uh, and Summit Motorsports Park. I mean, that's that town is Bader. It might as well be called yeah. Baderville. <laughs> I agree,
0: hundred percent.
1: You know, hundred percent. He should be the mayor. I mean, I don't. I know Bill probably doesn't want to do that. Evan, I don't already. think
0: he wants that. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I mean, so um, I know it's not. It's it's not easy for anybody that's running anything at all. I mean, take the other businesses in the world that are struggling, uh, but it's motorsports is because it's so unique, and if we're not burning gas, burning rubber. Lighting spark plugs off, spraying nitrous because we just want to see the purge cloud come over top of the car. It makes it difficult. We're not making laps. We're not hurting parts. Um, you can't flip burgers, even though we know you're not real good at it. Uh, it's it's difficult yeah. all the way around.
0: Oh, I agree. I talked to Frank Pap uh, from Who's Your Tire today, um, and he said the same thing. We, him, and I've been working on some projects together through PDRA and yeah. BMP over the last couple of months, and. He said the same thing. He's like, man, we're doing as best we can trying to plan for the future. He said, but we don't want to over mass produce and and be stuck with a bunch of tires. But he said, all we're doing is looking back at notes and just making the best guess that we can as far as, you know, if we do start on June the 1st or if we start whenever we're able to start. Hopefully it's May the 1st. Oh, Lord, that'd be great. But um, he said the same thing. He's just like, man, we don't know what to do. We don't want to be undermanned and understaffed and everything whenever everything breaks and, and oh, oh we don't have enough tires made. But they also don't want to overstaff either and and overproduce and everything like that. So, I see it. And I, I mean, and, and it's it breaks my heart. I mean, I've grown up in the sport since I was born and been around it forever. And just to see our sport go through what it's going through right now is just very, very tough and Something that I never expected to go through. Uh, I don't think any of us did. Uh, I don't think any of us expected that, hey, this flu that is rough and everything that's going on with this coronavirus deal is going to take over the country and take over the world, as a matter of fact, and and put us all sitting here talking on computers and looking at each other. But, but, I mean, we never once guessed that, hey, this is going to shut down racetracks and this is going to put our sport on hold. Um, yeah, kind of just like flip the switch. Just All sudden, everything. We, that's what was, sucks about the whole deal. Like We had a four-day bracket race uh, the, when it started coming on board, so to speak. When, it, when people started, hey, what's this coronavirus thing going on? Um, we had our first points race seven days later and it was gone. We, we couldn't do it. State shut us down. Um, and then it, it was rough for us because that's usually our best time of the year. I mean, our, our opening point race last year, we had 270 entries, I think, and 67 of those were junior Um We have a humongous junior crowd here. and But it was just, you know, that's the race that you're like, dang, I really want to get that one in before this dip starts. Um, same thing the week after was a huge red race that was a, a knockout the year before. Um, same thing. You're sitting there, you're like, I don't want to cancel yet. You know, maybe people are overreacting. This deal's... You know, maybe it's just gonna blow through that kind of thing. Um, but here we sit today. We haven't opened the gate since the, the four day race of loose rocker. So uh so what's
1: let's, let's go to the other side now. Let's put your PDRA hat on. Door cars. Woo! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> so when you find one for me to drive and all that way I can have an unbiased opinion, I guess. Yeah. yeah. There you
1: go. Tyler, get him a geo Metro. He'll be good. Um, <laughs> Four doors. That's it. What are you hearing from your PDRA racers? And the reason why I preface to asking this question is because most of the PDRA racers are small business owners and they, you know, they've built small Little dynasties in the the small towns around the country, and whatever career field that they work in, with their employees and their families and so forth, and and it's small business uh, drives PDRa. So, what have you heard back from them in regards into to moving forward, if and when we do get to go racing?
0: Yeah, I agree. It's uh man, it's been tough. Um, Talked to a couple of guys, and they're just like, man, we're ready to go racing. We're ready to go racing. And then you go, well, man, how's your business going? Whew. Man, I don't know how we're going to keep the door open. But, and, you know, in the back of my mind, i was like, is that, you know, are you really ready to go racing? Like, you know, the business is most important because the business funds the race car. Um, but at the same time, I, I think our, our core group of racers and, and crews are, are very dedicated to what we have going on. But at the same time, the longer this goes, the more it's going to affect the, the small business owner. Um, luckily I've, I've got a small business owner that, that is my boss. Um, um, Tommy keeps me well in the loop as far as that goes. But I mean, luckily for us, Tommy's business is still able to stay open as an electrical company, but like I, I look at, at companies that, that can not stay open. Um, you know, maybe it's a racing engine company. That's, that's a smaller racing engine company. That's not a, a pro line or somebody like that, but it's a, just anybody that's a a regular old guy that that builds engines and maybe he makes a hundred grand a year, but all of a sudden this, this whole thing starts up and you lose two, three months of racing and he loses 40 grand, 30, 40 grand out of his yearly check. Well, he's not going to be able to go pay an entry fee. Um, He's not going to be able to take his kids and and run pro junior or top junior Um, anything like that. And and that's what we've really kept in mind for our stuff Um, as far as you know, what do we look at for rescheduling? Um, NMCA and Raleigh Miller put out their rescheduled dates. Um, They did a good job of combining some NMCA and NMRA races that were separated. Now they're combined. Um, That cuts their, their overhead numbers. Um, Also gives, gives everybody a place to race. Um, For us, we're, you know, we're one series that their pro media deal split to NMCA and NMRA. Um, PDA is all of one. So, I mean, and we've said that we're like, if we lose, more than one race? Do we look at a six race series? Because if we're off, if we're all off of work, nobody's getting a check. Is everybody going to be prepared to to hit the racetrack in June if if we're able to if we're not able to be on the racetrack in May? Um, that that's very hard for us. And, I, and at the same time, yes, we want to do a eight race series. We we want to be the the top door slammer series in the country. But with this pandemic going on it's affecting everybody in a different way. Um, it's going to affect a pro mod, pro boost, pro nitrous racer different than it's going to affect a top sportsman, top dragster race. Um, even more so, it's going to affect a bracket basher or a top junior top dragster family uh, or a pro junior, top junior family, my bad. Um, I, I look at that and, and I think back to my racing program. Um, if, you know, if my dad was still around and, and we were still racing when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, Um, And if we were going through this, the first thing that would have been parked is a race car. Um, And that's just how we would have had to do it. Um, Not that we would not not want to be at the racetrack, but that's not the number one deal. Um, Number one deal would be putting your family first and and all of those jobs, paying the bills, making sure the house is paid for, making sure you're able to put gas in a car to go to work when work does start back up, um, et cetera, et cetera. So we keep that in mind as far as the series goes because and this is hard to say but you mess up and you over schedule um rescheduling let's say we lose the first two three races um because of this deal who knows when this is going to end um but if you reschedule too many races and you try to put a race every three weeks a race every two weeks whatever that is um it's just like can somebody afford it no they can't um all right, let's say somebody goes out and blows a motor up. That engine builder's not going to be able to fix it in two to three weeks and get you back to the racetrack in the next race. You just cost somebody a championship because you wanted to run eight races. I so mean, um, 18 out of eighteen out of 19 weeks a year isn't a good idea? Yeah, I wasn't gonna say that. No, nah. um, but we, we've had to take that into effect as the PDRA side of it, just because we really don't think that people can afford that. Um we haven't made any strong decisions. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We're still, still full of gore. Um, we got a race in Virginia May 7th through the 9th. Um, that was supposed to be our second race of the year. We, of course, lost our Galat race, which we were actually supposed to be there right now. <laughs> and we were all talking about it with the with the Galat team uh, yesterday morning or this morning, one or the other. They all ran together. Um, this was the best weather ever for the PDRA season opener. Um, Galat No weather. rain. Oh, yeah. No rain. <laughs> 71 degrees for the high all three days 48 degrees for the low all three days and i'm like you have got to be kidding me two years ago the first pdra race i ever worked at galat we rained out on saturday we were going to run the finals on sunday morning i got up to go drive the racetrack get ready to go get ready to scrape and all that when i left the hotel at 3:30 in the morning it was snowing it's snowing <laughs> i said yep this is not good <laughs> But we, uh, we got that race done and all that, but we looked at it this, this past couple of days and we're like, uh, is it okay for you to cry? Because I, I really feel like I feel like crying right now. Um, best weather we could have had for a PDRA season opener and we don't get to take advantage of it. Um, but like we've all said, there's, there's a greater power on this deal. Um, there's a reason why this is going on. Uh, there's a reason why we're not all at the racetrack right now. Um, like I have told someone, I said, God's got a plan for us. Uh, our plan for right now is not to be at a racetrack and there's a reason behind it. I don't know what it is. It's really driving me crazy because I like to figure things out, but, um, I'm hoping that we get to start our season on May 7th through the 9th. If not, um, we have a lot more questions to answer and uh, we, as a series, will do our best to to keep our racers in, in check, in tune and, um, uh, ready to amped up and go racing.
1: Well, I know oh. it's, it's not an easy it's, not, it's just not an easy juggling act that you guys are going through as, as track operators as uh, association executives Um it's, it's not it's not easy for anybody whether they're a race team a sponsor an owner uh, what you know whatever the case may be uh, we've had got lucky enough last week had a NASCAR executive on our show um, they're juggling behind the scenes as you said trying to move title right sponsors and so forth. Around and, and trying to make sense of what is just basically hot jello at the moment. Um, oh. So, well, uh, hey, we brought you on. Well, I told you we were only going to keep you like 15 minutes for the Facebook live portion and we were going to shoot the rest of our show, but the text messages just kept rolling in. So, we just kept rolling. So, um, the best well laid plan is the one that you throw out the window, and that's what we've done tonight. So with that, that's means, pretty much every episode for us. So oh, exactly. I mean, easy, hey, easy. I
0: Let's go.
1: I got. Look, I got a plan over here. I even got it on paper. All right, hold on. You,
0: uh, put that in a shredder. It yeah. needs to. It needed to go there like ten God. minutes Step ago. One. Step one. That's yeah, it. exactly.
1: Well, Tyler, we send all of our guests off with two questions. First question is, you get to send one Christmas card. So one person in motorsports, who is it? Ooh.
0: Mm, that's a good one. Um, Probably would have to be Bill Bader um, for the things that he's done for me personally, uh, for the things he's done for our sport, um, for the fans in that area that that flocked to his racetrack. Uh, that's one guy that I watch very, very intently to see what he's doing because uh, he's done something right. Um, so I would definitely have to say Bill Bader and the Bader family.
1: All right. Well, that's the first time Bill's made the Christmas card list on our podcast, and he was ah, definitely a good one. There I you want go. to be like
0: something else because I don't want to be that guy that like leads the way. Yeah, I'm okay. like a follower. I don't know if I'm the guy that's yeah. in front.
1: Well, you're you're actually like the first track prep guy that we've ever had on. Ah, you're the first track manager. Edge. Yeah, first track manager. From you. It's
0: all over from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, hold on. We we are experts in dumpster fires. You just get to participate in them. Yeah. Uh,
0: I can't promise you that you're the first guest that would get the next card.
1: Oh, I know. Cuz that
0: all went out the window last week cuz we've gotten it and so does somebody else. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> Cough Cough Chad. Yeah, that's it. Cough Cough Chad Reynolds. Anyway, here we go. Tyler, you get to send one WTF card to somebody in motorsports. Who's it going to?
0: Ah, man, that one's
1: tough. You uh, only got pick- You only get to pick one, so aim high. Isn't it crazy that everybody's like, I only get one? Damn, yeah, yeah, but they, but then they follow it up with, they're like, uh, I'm going to go I'd, easy. I'm going to go easy. I don't really hold a grudge against anybody. I'm not that person.
0: Ah, man. I, I'm not really like a grudge guy. But
1: You I just ha- asked if you could only have one.
0: <laughs> now, now, my one's going to be pretty good. I'm going to give you this one. So, my one would have to be Donald Law. Um, that dude has given me so much hell for like eight <laughs> years of my life just because I wanted to put on a race. Like, dang, man, come on. But Donald Long, you get my WTF card. I'm <laughs> going to tell you. you are going to ink at the bottom, too.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Finally, it, Tyler, I, I got to tell you, we get, I, I, I probably for each person that we get somebody that wants to hear so-and-so on the show, I probably get two for Donald.
0: Oh, that that they Showman. I'll give him that.
1: Right, right. You know, Please, and the, and look, the
0: w- here's the difference. Me, you have. Yeah, but on. maybe maybe now that we have, we're doing this whole live thing. He can wear his like big jacket See? and his hat, and I'm he'll saying, probably come me. on now. I got ratty hair. But some white blinds behind me and a polo that's probably been worn 47 times. So with Donald, you would have some big glasses, a definite like chain, faked out chain with a clock on it that doesn't spin anymore, a hat that's way too big, and a fur coat that you know weighs 37 pounds. Like, perfect. And it's 88 and degrees outside. Some, and some banner behind him as well. I forgot about that.
1: I All I get told all the time, and I per- personally don't know Donald, we could be standing in line at Zaxby's wouldn't know who he is right at, at all but i get told that there's two different people there's Donald Long and then there's the duck and that's oh, what I, that, that's what i get told all the time that i should you got to
0: have two contacts in the phone
1: is that <laughs> like, what it is
0: duck's calling donald's calling like which one is it
1: <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
0: hey, t- i'll say this for for what he's done um Man, I, I'll give him his props as well, but he's definitely going to get my card.
1: <laughs> I love it. I l- cool. freaking love it. Well, Tyler, get, hey as you go out the door, tell everybody where they need to follow, who they need to see to follow Tyler Crossno and PDRA.
0: Definitely find us on Facebook, uh, Virginia Motorsports Park, uh, PDRA Racing. Uh, both of those pages are also on Instagram and Twitter for both. Uh, RaceVMP.com, our new website. Ansley Jacobs did a good job. P10 Marketing, bam. Put that plug in there real quick. Uh, RaceVMP.com for Virginia Motorsports Park's website and pdra 660com for the PDR Racing Series.
1: Well, there you go. I I mean, I couldn't have asked for any better first Facebook Live for our podcast. Tyler, we greatly appreciate you coming on the show. And, yes, uh, certainly.
0: We'll, Thank you all very much for for having me on, uh, honored to be the first one can only go up from here. I can promise you
1: <laughs> <laughs> take care. sir. I Have mean, I don't know. It. Don's involved, so it, it could be pretty touching. Well, hey, did you notice? A
0: slow pedal up
1: swing, maybe. Hold, on. <laughs> Hold on. You did notice that I got his name, right? Yeah,
0: hey, it's, it only took 74 episodes in order for you to get one of our guests names, right?
1: <laughs> Look, I got paperwork that explains to you why I get names wrong from time to time. Okay. It's like certified. Department of that Defense. Yeah, right, that's it. <laughs> Tyler, I start calling you Don Exotic. Easy, easy,
0: easy. Oh wait, you don't know that because you don't no, watch the I, Netflix. I, I, I you don't know, you watch. It. Don't have satellite. Where's yeah, JB it. at? Where I don't see him in the comments. I'm gonna have to have a chat with him.
1: Hey, I, I'm I don't watch the Netflix either. Yeah, you and your 405. Anyway. Tyler, please tell the Franklin family we're thinking about them and you and your entire staff over there at BNP. No matter how this plays out, I know that you guys will bounce back bigger than ever.
0: That's right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll be sure Tommy and Judy to know that. Uh, thanks for having us on board, Um, letting us talk about our, our little playground we have over here in Virginia. Well, Absolutely. Hopefully I can come play there again one day.
1: Hopefully. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Like you said, you'll be back in 21 that's right i hope i hope i will be <laughs> <laughs> this oh, show oh, shit, might not at
0: this yeah at this point i just hope i'll be back in 2020 to be honest and then uh then we'll talk about 2021 <laughs> all right
1: take and, care tyler
0: and as well don you as well in your in your door car Woo! door cars rule
1: ah, oh, boom i love it on his <laughs> way out the door he dropped it door cars rule <laughs> see you tyler
0: See so, yeah thank you
1: Cam, not a bad way to start off with our first Facebook Live for our podcast. Uh, had a good uh, good crowd, had good comments. And uh, yeah. Tyler is, is, you know, there's a comment in there that Tyler's got a resume of somebody that's probably, should probably be twice his age. Uh, but the kid just flat, you know, flat works. Uh, if you, get to spend five minutes around him and he's not holding a broom on a tractor with a scraper in his hand or trying to talk on one of the four radios that he's got. It's, um, you know, he, he came from a background is with his dad. He grew up, like he said, in the South. Uh, you know, he threw the street outlaw guys on the scene at at Memphis for a big event where it snowed and they still had fans showing up. I, I mean, he's, um, he doesn't have a whole lot of quit in him. And he always he always nah, should cool. do it right. to show
0: you, man. Just uh work hard at what you want to do and you know you'll succeed. And you know, like I say he's only twenty seven years old. That that's uh that's a good thing for us younger generation jag racers that Don you know nothing about, but that's fine.
1: What yeah you're like thirty five. How are you trying to compare yourself to a twenty seven year old?
0: Also true. My wife did tell me. Yesterday, she's like,
1: holy crap, you're going to be 35 this year. "Mm,
0: Yeah, there is that.
1: That means you're you're halfway to 70, dude. Oof.
0: But I still look like I'm 12, so I mean, I guess I can play that.
1: You're a lie. Tell it however you
0: want to. Hey, what other 35-year-old can get in for the kid's price, go straight to the beer line, and order two beers? And, you know, you basically get your beer for free because you got in for the kid's price.
1: Yeah, and who else gets carted everywhere they go to include a McDonald's? You don't hate me, man. You, you look like you're twelve, <laughs> your wife's not even four foot nothing, and you're just you're just there. Dude. You're a hot freaking mess, dude.
0: What else you got for me, man?
1: Oh man. I don't know. I hey I, dude, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh thank you very much. We're we will let you know if we're gonna continue on with this uh this uh, charade uh, <laughs> that we're pulling off, but uh, I've enjoyed it. I, I apologize if there was any technical difficulties, as I am learning how to run uh, video production equipment.
0: Uh, yeah, when you get a when you get an eighty six year old trying to learn new technology eight minutes before you start the show, you know it it, it can be touch and go. So
1: it's not Holly EFI or Race Pack, so I'm struggling a little bit. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, Same. well, Cam, why don't you send us out of here?
0: Well, I mean, I guess I could just start off by saying thank you to everybody that actually watched us. You know, I know we get thousands and thousands of listeners that actually download us, but uh, to do it live, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So hopefully this will catch on and, and everybody enjoyed it It seemed to uh, have pretty good interaction. So we thank you for that and, uh, you know, apologize for uh, our Blurred backgrounds or whatever, but you know we're not fancy. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I mean, I'm just sitting in my garage. You can see the garage track. You know, Don, he's in you know some beautiful motorhome that doesn't have Netflix. I mean, you know, it's we're we're we are grateful. So, but uh, we what we also are very very grateful for uh, Motion Raceworks, LB Trailers, Streetway Marketing Media, and Voice America, along with Performance Data Systems. And uh, you know, without them, this show wouldn't be possible. It actually takes quite a bit to do this show, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, especially to do it every week. So it's really tough. But uh, we we do our best to uh, bring you guys some content. Um, We appreciate you for, you know, bearing with us in Don's technical difficulties along the way. But, uh, you know, hey, man, I tried to run the show, but I killed my MacBook over it. So um, it's now dead. So that's why he does it all, because I just have this old janky ass, PC, but we appreciate everyone. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you all. Sounds like next week uh, in the flesh, but uh, you know, at a racetrack. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, because um, I'm starting to get a little bored, and you know, my wife is about ready to kill me. So, anyway, appreciate it. What else you got, Don? You got anything for him? That's all I got. But oh, other than uh, you could all all go log on to racersandrentalcars.com and buy yourself a hit a uh, hoodie, hat sweatshirt, something like that. So, you know, maybe
1: Don and I can pay our electric bill between now and then. And uh, what else? Anything else? I, I don't have anything, man. I honestly, uh, I don't have anything. It was a great deal. I enjoyed doing this. Was a little nervous about it. Hopefully it'll get better. And uh, like, as Tyler says, you can. we only got one place to go and that is up. So we're going <laughs> to move our dumpster fire up a floor or two and uh we will see everybody next week by all means yeah. please stop by rate review subscribe for our podcast send us some messages
0: keep the yeah, social if you guys have point. any if you have any questions or comments concerns people you want to see on the show uh be sure to uh hit us up at hate mail at racers and com.
1: and that's we'll all go straight to cam <laughs> see ya later let's put it